So I recorded the first ever DPW book recommendations video, and I can't get it to work. Too good of quality. That's what it was. The camera's 4K, and the shitty Adobe Elements, Premiere Elements, instead of the... Because I don't want to... I would buy the pro version of the video software, which would better handle the 4K quality, because it's all like stuttering and lagging and shit, and I just can't edit it. But I would buy the pro version, but you can't buy the pro version. You have to pay monthly. So it's like $50 a month or whatever it is. I think it's on sale now no. for $40 a month. Instead of just being able to buy the program outright, yeah. you have to you just lease it for that, a year. Oh, that, that. A lot of these software companies are doing I think, uh, I want to say Microsoft Word ended up doing that, and I just got really pissed off. I was like, come on, you fucks. Because it's like, who wants to use a program that you have to pay every month on? Yeah. I mean, I guess the only way that, that the only good outcome that that could maybe cause would be like, I'm spending the money on it, so now I better definitely use it. Like, you know? Yeah. But even still, that, that it's almost just to not use it out of spite. Call me old school, but I like when you could actually just buy something and own it. Right? Even if they did, like, uh, you could get the pro version, pay for it outright, and then... You just get it, but you don't get any updates and any yeah. upgrades or anything later on. I'd be fine with that because I I still yeah because in a, like every year or so yeah. you could just buy the newest yeah update for, or you know the newest version. For the longest time, I used uh, one of their photoshops that was like the old version back when you could just buy it outright. So I just had the Photoshop and I just used that all the time, even though they had all these new ones that came out after. Because I don't want a fucking subscription service. Now, like, the one you can buy, I guess, technically, is what I have is the Elements, because I got it when I got my computer. I just had the software on it already. Mm-hmm. It, uh, I think it was, like, 100 bucks or something, and you get, like, the Photoshop and all the other stuff. But those obviously have limits. And, again, it's fine when I just do, like, the podcast, because it's not really video. And But when I uploaded the, uh, when I imported the video that I was trying to, it wasn't even a long video. It was just, it kept stuttering, like, you yeah. couldn't edit it. And I was just like, this sucks. And I looked up so many solutions, and everyone's like pretty much just, you're you, screwed. You're fucked. You're fucked. There's been a problem forever. I was like, why is it even an option to have 4K on there? If, you, if you're not able to handle it, why have yeah. it as an option? Because like a lot of people, you know, the first question, well, maybe your computer's not, you can handle, you know, your computer can't handle it. That's not the problem. My computer has all the qualifications needed because they have a thing that what your computer needs, the minimum to run the fucking shit. Yeah. I have that. And also, it plays on other software. Like, if I just click on the video to play, it just plays on whatever mm-hmm. QuickTime or whatever's on here. But the fucking, the, the, photo sh- the, the video editor, it just doesn't work. And I was looking at other ones to buy. Some of them are like 500 bucks. Jesus. I was like, I don't want to do that just for, like, videos that we're making for fun. Yeah. That's really stupid. And that's the thing, my phone video that I did, the first one, like, the quality of that video, why wasn't that much different? And that worked fine. So, I don't know. Um, but that's my irritation of the week. So, I'm just gonna, like, maybe redo that video at a lower, like, I don't know, 1080p or something and see if that works. And we'll see. So, it's like, I got the 4K fucking video recording device for nothing! I didn't want to be too angry. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't want to upset the dog upstairs. Any old news? Any new news? Mm, I got nothing going on. Well, that's the end of the cold open. <laughs> yeah. But up, bye! We got a great show for you. Stick around after these messages from our sponsors. Do you need the Mangrate? <laughs> Mangrate is not our sponsor. I wish. I wish Mangrate was our sponsor. I don't even know if Mangrate's still around, but if that, it is. There's like that, like the man grooming one. There's a new, like, uh. The ball shaver, manscape, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we could sell some of those. I feel like we could. Do they need images before and after? Because I got it. I got them already. 
If they would send us a free one, I would use that because the trimmers I use just tear up my nads. <laughs> they do. They're shitty. They just grrr, right. That skin just folds right into it. Rather just use like a weed whacker. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, those are bad. I don't like them. They're like those cheap ones you get at like thirty or forty bucks with like the kit. Yeah. I guess they're supposed to be for your face. Well, I ordered these one on Amazon because they're, it said good for sensitive areas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I specifically looked up ball trimmers. <laughs> like, I want something I could shave my gonads with and not get bloody. Yeah. And these, that's what they were supposed to be, and they still did. I don't, I forget what the, what the fuck is the name of that now? I see it on YouTube all the time. Yeah. Uh, Cause uh, I mean they're supposed to have like even like special like the blades won't go and yeah. just eat up the nut skin or anything. That's what it is, the nut skin. You can't ever smooth it out enough. Oh man, it's supposed to be like a classy episode. And we're talking, I and you can't like... ever get them all. You always get a strangle or two. Yeah, like you know, you can't ever just get them, get them all. Lord help you if you decide to pull it out by oh. hand. Good morning, DPW here, and we are living the high life. Uh, as long as it's not the Miller life. The Miller life? Yeah. Or yeah. Miller high life. Yeah, I don't. I would rather not live that life. Yeah. Yeah, I guess right. This is the Dara. Uh, not the Duncan. We can do that. Change of the Duncan pen writing. We're Duncan. <laughs> uh, yeah. You all right over there? You should try no. some water. You got Corona. No, I died. <laughs> died? <laughs> yeah. Like I said, Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. Welcome. Yes, yes. Glow clap. Um, today, according to the Globe, yeah, it's a good one. Forgot this was a country. Uh, I'm Caleb James, your host. With me, Spencer, the Turkmenistan Terror Church. It's a good. That's, I was worried I was gonna flub that. It's, a, flub. It, it's also a good wrestling name. Yeah, Turkmenistan. That'll be the next episode. Authors from Turkmenistan. <laughs> I'm sure there's there's many. If you're reading the title of this, I probably worded it so specifically that you're like, yes, I need to learn about. I don't. I don't know. It's probably a generic title like boners for writing or something. <laughs> uh, but we are going to be talking about simple ways to improve your writing. I didn't want to have a long episode because I had a long day. <laughs> and by long day, I mean someone at my job apparently was ill or something, and I just I left. I was like, okay, see you later. Like I'm not hanging around this fucking cesspool. Uh, I'll tell you about that later. Mm-hmm. At least that's the least you have the ability. You can just jump in, dump in, uh, jump in your truck and just take off. Yeah, just get the. Fuck I'm out delivering of stuff. Leave me alone. I'm not hanging around here. Well, no, I actually took. I wrote some notes about ten minutes ago on this. Okay. So it wasn't like very predetermined, but it was predetermined in the fact that I thought about it, kind of. Yeah. So almost research went into this. Not quite, but almost. Uh, these are just things I do in my writing. Simple thoughts. Yeah, these are things I do in my writing, but I've talking. Uh, talking. Mm-hmm. I've spoken. <laughs> I talking to the other writers. <laughs> I I've spoken to other authors who also share these ideas. I guess they use them. I'm having a hard time here. I uh, ate a lot of meat before you came over too, so I'm <laughs> yeah. kind of like trying not to sweat. Oh, you get the meat sweats. A little bit. And With the, the lights. And the, the lights are beaming. I forgot to turn the side lights on. The fireplace was on down here, and the heater was pumping when we came down. Good Lord. Podcasting um, in our undies today because it's so goddamn hot. Ooh, I am in shorts and a t-shirt. 
And it's freezing outside. Well, it was. It actually got warmer as the night I think my car said like 40 on the way here. Yeah, it was like 20 degrees and went to work. And then, you know what? Nobody cares. Nobody cares about this. Um, I fucking care about this stupid pop filter. I hate this fucking thing. I'm going to jam it up your ass, Spencer. That's rude. Um, every episode, I'm going to have an outburst now. It's a gimmick. <laughs> It's just towards me. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody will feel sorry for you. So when we get to doing the videos on YouTube, you can have a video every once in a while that nobody knows about. And everybody, like, oh, there's Spencer. We feel so bad for him, like a puppy that gets beat. Maybe they buy, like, once we get putting stuff out, they might buy it. Then he just gets it all so bad. Get them fucking those uh, pity points. Yeah, whatever. Uh, the first one on this, this is the big one. And I, I just thought about this earlier because the coin locker babies I'm reading uses metaphors and stuff, you know, fairly decently. But um, this is one where this might actually be more advanced one, I think, for a lot of writers. But if you can master this, your writing will really improve. And I know I said simple things, but this is kind of simple to start with. It's just the matter of, you know, how well you end up doing it. So... Instead of going with similes, go with metaphors. I feel like metaphors are stronger and they, they will just have more of an impact on your writing. So here's just, I just put generic examples here. Um, I'm sure you'll like this. Here's what, okay, the first one's the simile. So you just right. say which one you think is more, uh, like just better imagery. The first okay. one, he punched Spencer in the face with the fist that was powerful like dynamite. Okay, you can kind of get the image, yeah. but if you use the metaphor instead, his dynamite fist exploded into Spencer's face. Ooh. It's short. Yeah. It's actually a shorter sentence, more to the point, and I feel like the imagery's better. I mean, obviously, dynamite fits. I mean, it's a little ridiculous, but you know, go anime style with it. Yeah. But versus saying it's just you know something strong like a di- like we always hear, oh, it hits like a Mack truck. Well, you can always change that and use a metaphor instead. Maybe he's the Mack truck. Yeah. I just uh, the more I read like higher grade authors, the more I see how the metaphors really kind of suck you into the book versus when you have a lot of similes which is what i am trying to steer away from now because I, I use a you know it's this is just the easiest thing is like i said hit like a mac truck it's, or, the, it's the first thing that a lot of times yeah. whenever you're writing especially that first draft is uh those kind of just even pop pop into your head more mm-hmm. easily and for those who just want the quick way to tell the difference between a simile and a metaphor you know if you have to say something is like something else that would be your simile so yeah. you know he punches like a fucking toaster oven or whatever um versus the metaphor which is again like the uh dynamite fist because obviously your fist isn't made of dynamite so that would be the metaphor um and that works just so much better in everything romance like just anything you can use but again just like those simple sentences you just start small if you if you write the first sentence with the simile you can uh when you do the editing yeah. rewrites go back and look at that and be like okay how can i make this better using mm. a metaphor so that's kind of the way i've been going around especially like the story i'm working on now i've been going back and catching these a lot and i'm like okay if i switch these the metaphors and you don't want to go metaphor heavy all the time yeah similes have a purpose and they're definitely useful balance yeah you want a good balance either way because I've read things that were just so metaphorical that I'm just like, okay, this fucking sucks. Like, what am I reading? Here? Yeah. Like, is this guy swimming in the ocean? No, it's her eyeballs. But why is they? Why are we just talking about the ocean for twenty it, pages? Because they're blue, like her eyeballs. Yeah, it's just like, okay, I get it. you're swimming in her eyes, but then you just go on and on yeah. and on about the currents and the drifting and the the heartstrings and oh my god, I don't know what you're talking about no more. The next one. Now, this is the one that almost every writer I know, including myself, has. Not just done, but you'll find it really... Even the Yukio Mishima, who's fucking awarded or was Nobel Prize nominated many times in his life before he died, 
I find it a lot in his work, and that's passive voice instead of active voice. Here's another good example. This one's a little better than the last one. I think you'll you'll dig it. <laughs> the passive voice is when instead of you know putting the action on something, the action is being done to something. So in this case, it would be you. Yeah. So passive would be Spencer was walloped in the face by Caleb's floppy dildo. <laughs> So you're getting walloped in the face by the floppy dildo. Yeah. You know what that means. You're getting hit by a dildo. Yeah. A but, floppy dildo. But if you do the active voice, it spices up the work mm. without really changing it too much. Instead, Caleb's floppy dildo Dude. wallops Spencer in the face. You just reverse it. Yeah. That's all. Whenever you see the word was, usually that means that you're using pass. Obviously not all the time, but that usually means you're using passive voice if you're, you know, your character's in front of that. Which you also have to keep uh, in mind with doing that whenever... What, uh, how you're telling your story? Is yeah. it first person, you know, third person? Is it, uh, somebody telling a tale? Or is it actually happening? Mm-hmm. Because that also affects on if the was or is yeah. of the matter. This is where it's so easy to do this. That's why most writers tend to do it if they're not taught active voice from the get go, which most of us just, when you, something you don't notice, yeah. would be like, uh, Spencer's brains were eaten by the zombies. Just, you don't even think about that. That yeah. sounds right. But it's yeah. not. It's the zombies ate Spencer's brains. Yeah. You want the active. Now, there's times where passive, like if you really want to show somebody is maybe weak-willed or something, or you could have one character who, you notice their those sentences are passive. Yeah. And that can subconsciously get in the reader's head as long as everything else is active. You know, so if you, if you have like maybe a girl who was a victim of some kind of abuse or something by her husband, you could start the story off where things keep happening to her and it's kind of passive and maybe she's you know plays like she's the victim and stuff but then as she maybe she gets stronger throughout the story and you can start throwing those uh active yeah like the active voice into her sentences again though you know if you're pitching that to an editor uh you would definitely have to point that out or especially if like an agent you're trying to shop the book around because they'll point that out like oh why is it there's you use too much passive voice yeah. like no, no no that's purposely done yeah um but that's one thing the you'll move up in the writing world and you'll find your style and you'll find readers more interested in your work if you switch to that active voice. And that's one of those things. If you look at your old work, you'll probably notice that. Yeah. Especially when you start pointing. Because even now, I don't catch it all the time. Like, I, it's in my... I finally switched my perspective where instead of just writing, I do keep... Like, it's like when you learn, like, a new language or something. After a certain point... Uh, like even just certain phrases or something, you just know them. So you don't have to think about them anymore. You don't have to think the words in your head. So like, that's the same with sentence structure. Once you pay attention to it enough, it'll just go in the back of your mind and you'll just write out without doing that. But every once in a while, you'll still catch those, uh, especially the trickier ones. Now this one, this is a, this is not necessarily complicated, but it might be complicated for me to explain. I don't even know exactly how to word this, but limit writing in progressive play to play form. Example, he ran, then he got tired and he walked. And then he ran again. The way I... So basically, you're just like a whole bunch of nonsense. So you can just be like, he ran until he got tired. Yeah, well, here's my... Very good, Spencer. Here's my sentence. I, I It's not a great sentence, but... He ran until his tired legs forced him to, to a slow walk. So yeah. that's the action already. His legs are forcing him. Yeah. It was only after several minutes that he had recovered enough to resume running. So it's not like this play-by-play of she walked into the kitchen... She opened the cabinet. There was a head in the cabinet. She screamed. You can condense that and then expand it at the same time. So you can 
condense the sentences into one sentence, but expand it into a creative way of saying it. And you don't want to always use and. If you use exactly. it, if you use an and like more than two times in a sentence, it's yeah. it's too much. Yeah, I mean, obviously depending on the sentence, but yeah, if you use and all the time, you're probably extending that sentence too much. You know what I feel like a lot of this struggle comes with, and a lot of the blame can be can be laid at when it comes to really understanding this stuff school i was gonna say our shitty school system yeah they didn't teach any of this they just taught awful english at least where we went to like you know where we went to none of that you know well even when because i never took creative writing classes but whenever did we did we even have them i don't think so but whenever maybe like if you're ap or something high school but even when they discuss creative writing i don't remember any of these tips yeah like anything i don't even i didn't even know what the difference between a simile and a metaphor was until i was an adult like nobody fucking really explained it uh, the internet obviously helps a lot. Uh, why does she send me help? She always sends me TikToks on it. I'm, what, are doing? what are we doing down here, Spencer? Am I playing this live on air? Probably something dumb. Um, but again, and that also goes just with a, a straight list form style of writing. And I, like, I've had people who submitted to us where I had to point this out to them. It's like, hey, we can't accept your work, and this is why. I, I'm not, I wasn't even inter- interested enough to finish your story because, you know, Jeff walked into the house and then Jeff put his coat on, and then, and you just keep using these, like, you know, what his next motion is in order. It's too structured, and it's boring. Yeah. You don't have to do all that. And a lot of times, you don't even, like, when you're breaking down a scene, like, your first writing, I do this all the time. My scenes are usually too long. Yeah. Like, so say I have a, I have a scene in a diner. I do tend to overwrite every part of the scene, because that's how I'm imagining it. But then when I go to the edit, I cut a lot of that out. Like, it's unneeded. You just leave what you need to keep the story moving. You don't need all this stuff to bog it down. Because if you do put too much in there, then it doesn't give the reader a chance to imagine anything. Yeah. Or to paint the picture in their own head. And, you know. Well, that goes. And I think we had. I didn't put this in the list because this was pretty much a whole episode we did was show, don't tell. I don't know. I can't. Off the top of my head, I don't remember the number of that. So you folks just look it up. But. We had a show to tell episode, and obviously, if you're constantly, which that's how that that list format yeah. of writing goes, it's pretty much just telling what happens, and that's boring. I mean, there's uh, places for that in your work, like you don't always need to show every single thing because that too could be too daunting to read, and then that's when you get the fucking oceans of the eyeballs yeah. and vag juice running like rivers of riveted waters of in our eyes. I don't know. Uh. I don't know, dude. Just rambling. You're supposed to just fucking cut me off, remember? <laughs> and then these next two, these are pretty simple. I didn't actually write these out too much. Uh, vary your sentence and paragraph length. We talked about this before. I don't know if we did an episode on this or not, but the new trend where they say, and anytime anybody tells you what you should do, like just hey, when it comes to writing, it's like, okay, that's probably fucking stupid. You never should be cemented with one way of doing something. Yeah. But the new style of writing is like three or four sentences max. I mean, yeah, for a paragraph, like, I think it's even, like, two or three a lot of them. Wow. So, if you notice, we even when we read The Hike, there was a lot of really short paragraphs. And that's, like, the new way of writing is you want to limit your paragraphs to being, like, under four sentences. And if you do hit four, they should be shorter sentences. No. I always, I think the best way to do it is mix it up. Yeah. Um, Again, this is just my, this one is just my opinion. Like, I, I don't know how other writers feel about this one, but I know when I read work, I don't like things to just be uniform. Same, you know, length of, like, a page has the same amount of paragraphs, yeah. the same amount of sentences in the paragraph. I like, you know, one big block paragraph, a couple little paragraphs, mm. like, just different things to mix it up. It just makes the, 
actual yeah. physical act of writing or yeah. reading more interesting. Yeah, because you don't want to have all just big blocks. Like we yeah. were talking, like like we were talking like about the old like, literature we've read. Yeah, yeah. Like we we've talked about that before. Like when we read Dracula and things like that, whatever. Like especially like now, like on things like a lot of people yeah. are reading things on their Kindle, and yeah. you don't want to have to swipe. Pages. You don't have to swipe three pages to to end a paragraph. Yeah. But those are two. You don't want to have just those little. You gotta. It's one of the struggles with writing. You have mm-hmm. to figure out how w- the space you need to tell whatever that part of the story you need to. Exactly. And it also depends on your narrative structure. So you can use the size of your paragraphs and sentences to actually ins- uh, accentuate certain scenes yeah. or change things up. So say you have a normal flowing story so far, but then you get to an action scene. Yeah, and then- all of a sudden you just have a bunch of one sentence yeah. paragraphs or two sentence paragraphs that are fast and moving quickly yeah. and things are happening. That makes sense. And you just like we've read books like that where you just breeze through a whole chapter and like, holy fuck. <laughs> and then when you you know, you, you you bring it back, you slowly reel it in maybe, or you could just jump straight to long paragraphs and yeah. go, What the fuck happened here? Like it, it depends on the scenes and what's happening. But uh you can actually make the reader feel like they're in the book, like what the characters experience. A lot of action, and then once the adrenaline sets down, you, you know, you slow down, like, extra slow. Mm-hmm. And then you go, you know, you could only do that for a few pages, maybe, and then bring it back up to normal paragraph length, like yeah. what you had originally. And then that couldn't be, uh, it's almost like a ride. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's really cool. And it also depends on, like, if it, if things are going on, or if your characters are just like sitting down talking to each other, mm-hmm. you don't want a huge paragraph of like I say something to you, but in between like the thing that I said, there's a paragraph describing everything on the table and the mood and the setting and stuff yeah. like that. Other than having a quick couple like paragraphs, or, you can really break up the flow of what's happening. Yeah, you you could be like Spencer Toe Caleb. He did a good job writing that with a like you know. With, like, a smirk on his face, mm. knowing that it's not that good. Like, yeah. you know, something like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, little things like that to, to really punch it up. And then, mm. then like we've been saying, go back to the normal, however it is. You had, had it said it before. Well, when people talk about pacing of a story, and this is something that, for the most part, it's when you get more of a top-tier writing level. I find amateurs can't do this skill very well. That's pacing. I still struggle with pacing. And for reasons that we just talked about, a lot of people don't look at pacing as the actual sentence and paragraph structures and the sizes. Because like you were talking about, you could really bog down a story by just all of a sudden throwing in a really just, you might think it's beautiful and great and adds to the scene. But if you just throw in like one part that's really descriptive and long that doesn't fit the rest of the scene, you're like the reader, but what the fuck, what was the point of that? Like what happened? Conversely, if you have a scene that's like... I don't know, maybe like a love scene or something, and you know, you're really intimate with the characters and the way you're writing it. You can feel like you, the reader can sense all the emotions and feelings going on, and then all of a sudden you just throw in like a thing about the lamp or something. Yeah. Like, well, that doesn't that doesn't fucking fit. You, you gotta the pacing is very important. Um, I wouldn't say uh, people just abandon books strictly because of pacing, but I know if something is just like awkward to read, I just I'll give up on it. Like, I just don't want to waste my time. Um, and then the last one, this is more of just something that bugs me. And I, I find it in my writing all the time. You have to watch your tenses. Like I said, oh, how to, that's when I'm still yeah. just, that's when it takes like a long time. And I don't know if you ever, I mean, I'm, there's always outliers who can master different aspects of writing perfectly, but that's one of those ones I feel most people do not master for a long time if they ever do. And like the main thing is switching, switching tenses or just know what tense you need to stick to. Yeah. That's very complicated when you have uh, 
varying weight like narration styles within one story because maybe you switch to a first person letter or something in yeah. the story that's set in the past but your rest of your story set in the present you can uh and you you're writing in present tense because that's like a more for the most part a more modern thing i've noticed is people writing in a, you know pre, uh present tense I, I i prefer past tense uh i think it's easier to write for the most part uh where it does get complicated is if you have something I don't know, say, like, two characters talking and everything's in past tense, so it's like, hey, Spencer, do you remember that one time? Caleb said. But yeah. then, if you're talking about that one time, then it's, like, past past tense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, so you got, that's how you get, like, the had-hads. Yeah. Like, he had-had because he had Oh, those are rough. Yeah, I try to avoid those. So that's that's where it gets a little muddy. That's always something that, like any time that I, whenever I send anything over to be put onto the website, that's one thing that I'm always like that is like it's something that Caleb because you know you always you know you always check what go through whatever you know whatever I send I'm like and that's always one of the things that I worry about is the mm. tenses I was like uh, those are something that I always try to keep on because I like I know Caleb's, like it's gonna be like that mother <laughs> yeah fuck. Um, the hard part of the tense issue, it really, uh, comes about when you take breaks like I do between writing a story. Um, so if I take, like, I just had other stuff to do. So I I go back to a story, especially longer stories. You you might actually accidentally switch or say the beginning of the story was in present tense for some reason, or maybe your whole story is in present, but that was in past tense. And then like you take a break and then you go back to writing and just like, Maybe scan the first like couple sentences and it's like yeah. oh yeah I'm writing in present tense okay and then you just yeah. go, you're like oh I just fucked up the whole story <laughs> then you because I've had a whole twenty five thousand word novella that I just fucking gave up on because I realized I wrote the whole thing it was a horror story yeah I think horror stories for the most part should be in past tense because I think that builds suspense better just sentence to sentence again personal opinion but I've read people's submissions that their horror stories were uh, present tense and I just because it, it's happening right then and yeah. there. So unless it's like somebody killing somebody, it's, it just doesn't seem as scary. But I had the whole story was in present tense. And then at some point I switched because I took like a big break. And then I switched again. And I started editing it and like going, back, and I was like, oh, I got to change it. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just <laughs> not gonna, I, it's dead to me. You should just go and rewrite that story. I just don't want to. I lost all passion for it because of that. And it was a real shame. It was like an experimental one anyway. But yeah, that was my first novella. And I just said, fuck it. <laughs> so what on this list? Do you think you do poorly, do well, and what would you like to do better? Like, what do you think you need to improve on? That I guess I would go with what you do poorly. Uh, I th- the the tenses probably like the the passive and aggressive. Um, because honestly, a lot of times, at least as I'm as I'm first writing, I don't put a lot of thought into yeah. that. See, I don't really <laughs> think I ever really noticed much in your work where you did put things in passive. If it was, I don't see because I don't think I would remember editing a lot of that. Yeah. If you did it often, like once, you know, every here, like everybody, like you know, every once in a while, yeah. you think you put it. But I don't know if you. We have to look at something like you're writing currently. Yeah. But I don't think you do that very often. I don't think that's a problem. Well, I mean, just uh, and that might be from comic book reading. Like yeah. everything's kind of active anyway. So yeah, you might have just picked that up from that. I mean, obviously, it's worth looking into because what the fuck do I know? And I, well, honestly, I think like all that stuff that everything we talked mm-hmm. about that I could literally do better, mm-hmm. you know. Um, the big one for me is the tenses. Yeah. Because even when I'm writing in past tense, 
for some reason, you ever look at a word that like road or something and you're like, that doesn't look like it's spelled right. And it is. Yeah. And you're like, I better Google that. And you're like, what the, why does this look weird to me? Well, I do that with tenses where yeah. I'll be writing in a past tense, but I'll be like, that doesn't, that just doesn't seem right. It doesn't it, it, sound it, yeah, right. Yeah. Like I had such a hard time. I was something. Like you overthink it. It was something, uh, it was in, it was in the story that I was writing and it was just like, I couldn't figure out like. It was one of those weird things where it's like, like I knew what I wanted to say, but to in the tense I couldn't yeah, figure out the way the, to say it, the correct wordage, and then like I, I think I got it, and then like it was like a, a leaved or lived or, or something, right. like it was something weird, and then I think I got it, but then I still like I did that doesn't seem right. <laughs> well, like that Japanese story I wrote not that long ago, I uh, especially at the beginning. Um, cause it was like past, past tense. It was like a guy's memory kind of. Um, so I was writing it past tense, but there were some parts where I was like, well, this is a memory, but I, for some reason I just, at that moment I felt like, well, this needs to be present tense. Like what's happening at the moment. Like it was only like, a, like it was just random sentences that I was putting in a present tense. Cause I just felt like for some reason they read better. And then like, that was immediately like, oh, that's fucking stupid. I don't know why I did this. So when I went back, I was like, this. I think this is all wrong. Uh, that was the biggest hurdle of finishing that story was going back and editing all that stuff. I think that's still my biggest problem because I overthink that. I, th- I think I should, I, I probably need to work on my sentence structure and just like the, like we were talking about like the pacing. and the, I don't even think so much the pacing. I think I'm okay with the pacing, but just as like the, as we were talking about like the different size, mm. because like, um, you feel like you write too uniform or, size, or, or just like I um not as bad as we were talking about like the you know one or two page paragraphs, but I noticed a lot in my writing like I don't write like a half a page paragraph mm-hmm. because like I don't ever get that or like deep dive into- that like that deep into into a certain thing. So I think maybe like like the, the taking the time and trying mm-hmm. to expand or you know beef things up a little bit more. I like to think my sometimes my paragraphs might go a little too long, but anymore I shave them down. They're pretty good about shaving them down. So I think my pacing and my paragraph lengths are pretty good. The big one for me that I that I want to improve on, not necessarily that I'm bad at it. I just feel like I want to get a lot better. Is the metaphor thing using more metaphors and doing them better? Again, those are something like I don't. If I if I do use it, it's not like it's not something that I'm actively thinking about. about It's just something. Oh, like as I'm as I'm just Mm -hmm. writing, it's just it's just something that kind of like flows out. Yeah. See, I think it makes stories cooler, Uh, and also kind of like how we were talking about the 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 list thing of you know doing things in order and stuff. I feel like metaphors usually kind of break that up because generally, if you're telling a story that's progressing forward, you are gonna have kind of that list aspect to it like that you know fucking one two three four yeah. like the way your story's going i've been trying that's another one like i think i overthink i overthink that sometimes where i'll go into something <clears throat> and i'll be like hey this seems like it's going too much in order of what this person's doing and it might fit the actual paragraph but i i always kind of want to break that up like the word then i'm just trying to Get rid of that. She's never used that. Yeah, I'm really am. I'm trying to get rid of that. So if I'd be like, you know, she's eating dinner and uh, there's a rat on her plate or something, and I don't want to be like, th- and then she, or just then she, I just try to get rid of that and just rephrase the whole sentence. And I think that's a another thing. You just get rid of the fucking word then for the most part because 
I noticed that when I was reading different kinds of uh, fiction that I don't really see that in the stuff I think is really well written. I don't see the word then as, you know, the, you know, progressing the, yeah. what's happening. You just do different things like, uh, I don't know, here's, here's John Steinbeck for an example. He's a good, he's good for that, I think. Or watch, he'll be the opposite. He'll be the <laughs> one that uses it all the time. All the thens. All that came from starting to say New Baytown is a pretty town. I turned right on Elm Street instead of left and walked fast up to Porlock, which is cockeyed parallel with high. Wee Willie, our fat constable, would be... And it just continues like that where, yeah, it's progressing. Like, you know, this guy, he fucking turned right on Elm yeah. Street, but you don't really think about it because he just turned right. You didn't say, then he turned right. Yeah. That's where the problem is. A lot of times when you're writing, it seems like you need that word then for some reason. You know, and then this happened. Because it's like when you're telling a story. And then this happened. Yeah. And then this happened. Uh, but good orators don't do that either. Yeah. Uh, it's just... Uh, and again, that might be something that you might just have to do during your first draft to to get it out. Yeah. And then it's just going to... It's like pulling teeth. You just got to get rid of all, of all of them whenever you go back to the... Well, the way I think about all of these, they're second draft things. Yeah. Granted, especially like the passive uh, and active voice, those are better to catch on the first one. If you can, like, if you can just work any of these just into your normal writing style, but yet it's like a skill, you have to build it up. Yeah, it's not gonna come naturally at first unless you're just, you know, a genius or something. For the most part, when you first start out, you're just trying to tell the story and you're getting your, you know, toes wet. Yeah. But as you progress as a writer, you'll start to get some of the like your toolbox. You know, yeah. You get more tools, so eventually you, you know, like when you're working on something, you, you know, buy a house or something. You fill your toolbox with actual tools, and you have to learn how to use them, what they're for, and then eventually you just grab them without even thinking. You yep. just grab what you need without thinking about it. That's your writing thing. So your metaphor, you'll just use it without thinking about it. When to use a simile, you'll do that with it, you know, that if that works better in your sentence. Uh, that goes with everything. And then uh, even so, that second draft is always where the real magic happens, at least in my personal opinion. Mm. And getting rid of that fucking then. Yeah. Another one, though, this is just a quick tip. Because this is a hard one for me. The word just. Yeah. You're not supposed to use the word just because it's like you don't need it. Spain with very, too. Uh, if you're using very, like he's very, his, his penis was very hard. Yeah. No. Don't use very. <laughs> Find something else. It, it sucks because it's so easy. That's yeah, the problem. Say, uh, just, I'm not sure I use, well, but just, very. Very, I've known I've used very quite well, a few times. Well, here's where, because I use just. Too much, I find, and I get rid of it. But here's where it's it seems like it's needed, but it's not. <laughs> they just got married yeah. versus they got they mar married. When you say they got married, you're just like, okay, they got married. When? But if you say they just got married, that's like a you, measurement they, of time. Yeah. Like, oh, it just happened. But you'll find out you use that way too much. Like, if you look back on your work, you'll be like, holy shit, I use just a lot. And it's just just not good. Yeah. And then, yeah, but like I said, very, because if you're using very very often yeah that means you're probably uh missing a better word that just mm. actually means like so i said very hard i'm sure there's a word that you can use that would mean very hard instead of saying very hard uh or you could again just use a metaphor or you even use a simile there hard yeah. like concrete yeah or concrete hard if you want to make it that's another one trying to get rid of that like for when it comes to the the similes there which I actually like that example. It could say concrete hard instead of hard like concrete. It just makes the sentence smoother, and you don't really have to think about it. So then would you get as as well? As is the same thing. Same as like. Uh, that's another one, because sometimes I spice it up with as, because, uh, you know, get rid of that like. And I'm like, well, I'm doing the same fucking thing. Again, though, a lot of that part, that's, again, that's no, definitely second draft Now, do draft you think uh, 
like that kind of weird uh thing like the 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 very now what about whenever you're doing like a character's dialogue that's fine yeah because that's how you talk yeah so if you you just like you have to remember though it has to be within your characters. Well, it has to be your character, and definitely if you give them a tick or something, like it's a valley girl, she's going to say the word like a lot after every like sentence because yeah. she's like hey. a fucking idiot. Like, But here's the problem. You'll annoy the fuck out of your reader if yeah. you do that. I know I would get annoyed. Like, well, even like this uh, coin locker babies, there's a couple characters who are meant to be kind of despicable, very unlikable, and they just don't stop talking. Mm. Uh, even when the person is not listening. So it's done purposefully, but you get really mad at them. But you can do that on accident yeah. by just having characters who... It's it's very different between if you're doing it... On with purpose. A, yeah, with a purpose because you don't want the reader to like that character other than you're just not doing a good yeah. job. And they it's not necessarily that they're not liking the character, mm. they're not liking your writing. And you have to remember, if you give a character a trait... Like, something they say. Maybe they call everybody Hunt or something. Yeah. Like, you know, fucking... I'm writing a story now. I got a Texas waitress. She calls everybody mm-hmm. Hunt. I switch it up. Hunt, darling, sweetie. Those yeah. kind of things. Gotta remember, if you're doing, like, long-form fiction, like a series or something, and that character's in every one of those series, you have to constantly remember yep. that character tick. It's gotta be there, or it's gonna be really jarring when it disappears. Uh, same thing. It's just, like, eye color. Like, you can't forget that character's tick. At the same time, you have to remember it. That could be very annoying if a character has a certain trait. Like, a lot of H.P. Lovecraft, he has these fucking hobos or random bindle stiffs talking, like, the way they speak is, like, in this fucking weird accents uh, or something, and it's, it's like, dude, you just ruined well, the fucking story, because I can't I, understand what they're saying. Well, like, that's, a, I'm reading The Boys, and, like, a lot of the characters are either, like, British or French or Scottish or, like, Irish, mm-hmm. and I'm normally, like, I, and, like, you know, like, I, like, I watch, like, a lot of, like, uh, BBC America, yeah. so, like, and, and, like, yeah, I like those accents, but, like, it's different from hearing somebody to and talk reading it. and reading it and just be like, what the fuck is going on right well, now? Well, see, here's the thing. When you have accents in your story, if you use them, then you have to stick with them. Yeah. If it's a character, which I guess it works for H.P. Lovecraft when he did, like, you know, somebody that only has a couple sentences. So, so like, you know, a professor is talking to some hick, and they have a weird country accent. And he, he problem, My problem with him is he went too hard on the accents where you could barely read what he, the fucking person was saying. But say you just gave somebody, like, a Texas twang, you have two options. One, you actually have the Texas twang or the Boston accent, or whatever, in your story, and then that person has to talk like that for the rest of, you know, however long they're in there. Or, which I think is the better option, just mention that they talk with a twang, and maybe bring that up every once in a while, like, you know, Dan said with a Texas twang. Yeah. You know, just to put it in the reader's head so they could do the twang. You don't have to fucking do the twang. I have a, I don't know about you, but whenever I tried, like, like with my butcher story, mm. the Russian, there was someone I tried to write my character talking with, like, a... Russian not, accent, not, kind not, of. Yeah, like, not a broken English, but, like, a, you know, like, a, a person... Eastern European accent. Yeah, yeah. and, like... That's just hard for me because, like, I just have a hard enough time getting it to so it's supposed to sound normal. And then Let- you're stereotyping, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, a person from Russia, like, what you think their shit, like, you get with the fucking, uh, I don't know, like, what was the dude on Star Trek had the Russian accent, so you just, mm. or maybe you try to go with, like, uh, Ivan Drago. Yeah. Which is a, st- he's the fucking, what, isn't he Swedish? In real life? Yeah. Oh, I so don't he's know. he's not even Russian, so oh, he's really? doing an accent. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, um, anyway... Uh, the accents, like, you just you gotta stick with it, or you, like I said, I think it's better. We don't feel like just saying that he says it in a thing that's not lazy, like. 
Well, if, you're not saying that every time. You just wants to introduce it. And you don't have to say it as the dialogue tag either. You don't have to, he said it in a Texas twang. Usually, uh, the way writers go around, uh, go about that that I see is, uh, when they're introducing the character or something and, you know, you do the quick description of what they look like and then, like, you just say, like, their speech pattern or something. Like, uh, you just give it a description like anything else. I just find, like, in short story writing, like, just saying he has a Texas twang is a quick way to do it. Have you ever tried to write anybody yet with, like, a stutter or, like, a speech impediment kind of? I've, uh, I've done stuttering in a lot of tense situations with, like, cowards and stuff. Again, don't overdo it. If, if, if you can't, they haven't, like, not a person that actually has a specific stutter yeah. that's going to be something that's reoccurring. That would be annoying, I think. Like the, like the, the kid from it. Like, you know, yeah. like that, that can be difficult. But like, where do I use it? How yeah, much yeah. do I use it? And I've also, and then you, even if you did have a character who had a stutter, show the stutter sometimes, but maybe just break it up with, like, you know, describing that he stuttered or something. You know, again, that's where the laziness might actually be beneficial. So, you know, you could say, Ralphie told him to fuck off with a stutter, like, yeah. you know, something like he just, that or like, he said with a stutter. That or like, I brought up it, like, a lot of times, like, he had the stutter whenever he got, like, stretched out yeah. or, or scared or something like that. And again, I'm sure Stephen King, even though he said is his main dialogue tag, he probably would put he stuttered. Yeah. Like, as he, as, instead of he spoke, he stuttered. You could, again, you could use that if you don't want to actually say the stutter, like, have the I, 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 like, because that could get kind of irritating. Well, and especially nowadays, you got to be careful because you don't, you don't know now, you might, you might offend somebody with that. That's very possible. Especially if it comes off like you're making fun of them or yeah. something. <sighs> I'm trying to think what else we could cover here before we leave. I'm sure there's a lot of other things we could talk about. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was trying to keep it simple here. I don't want to go too deep into the waters of uh, tips. But, again, like I said, though, you know, to reiterate, these are things that you do when you're, you get more advanced. Yeah. Obviously, if you're an amateur, like, you have to learn these first. That's the thing. You have to learn these first. You don't just start off and yeah. do this stuff. So don't fret if you're not getting it right away or if you notice, oh, my God, I used just 487 <laughs> times in my story. What am I doing? Uh, mass delete it. Yeah. Control, find, just, see how many times, you know, if Depending on the software, you can just replace the word or just, I, what I do, delete the word. Of course, that could be a little screwy, too, and all of a sudden your sentences don't make sense because you realize some of them actually just was the proper yeah, word. Yeah, yeah. Some, sometimes you do need a just. <laughs> like, <laughs> Which is the other aggravating thing because like, there's so many times where it's like, you're not supposed to ever, 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 ever use this or do it this way, except this one time when you might. Yeah. Yeah, there's no definitive... Uh, 100% rule works all the time. That's the thing that's fun about writing, but also a super pain in the ass. Again, maybe I'll make a video on this sometime with some actual, like, like more examples. Because I didn't want to, I didn't even feel like looking up different examples on that. I just wanted to give what was off the top of my head. I feel like they'd be more genuine yeah. to the people. So you could kind of think of, like, what our way of going into writing is. Because everyone's different. Um, and some people have different talents, too. So maybe, uh, I could, let's go back to the accents thing. I think. Polly Cooley's uh, the black. And didn't he have a character in there that had an accent, but he didn't. None of the dialogue had the accent. He just, I think, described it at uh, some point. I feel like there maybe mo- I can't remember. I don't remember. Maybe even a couple characters had accents in there. That's another thing. If everyone has, like, say, you get a group of people all from different places, they all have different accents. Do you really want to have to do each accent? 
No. And then make sure you do it right because, like, say, like, if you got somebody from New Orleans and you got that Cajun yeah. accent and, like, you got to do it in a certain way without it sounding fucking terrible. Or bring up Chet Hanks who's under, uh, he's in deep water. Why can't he's in deep water? He, Chet Hanks is in uh, deep shit right now because uh, he keeps doing that Jamaican accent. Oh, really? And people are, like, finally like, all right, what the fuck, dude? Why do you keep doing this? Like you're not Jamaican, it's cultural appropriation or something. Well, um, I won't talk about that, but in the writing world and stuff, and pretty much anything, if you do it badly, yeah, like if you don't actually know how Jamaicans really speak and you try to give somebody a Jamaican accent, it'll be like, again, like we said, stereotypes. Mm-hmm. You're just coming off, hey, mon, and then you huh. do some shitty half-assed accent. Well, so, uh, you know, that's with everything, even like with uh, Chappelle and whenever, anytime he's a white guy and it's just like, oh, well, my God, he... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he, that, that's supposed to be so well, stereotypical, it's uh, yeah. comical. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, but I'm just saying, as yeah. like, as, as just in a general, you can do that with with anybody. Mm-hmm. So if you had to give some advice to the, the listeners here about their writing... What would you say a good starting off point for their writing would be, like, style-wise? Like, if you had to, uh, you know, say they're just writing a story. They never really wrote before, so all the rules we just said, like, well, not the rules, like, the fucking advanced tools they don't necessarily know. Like, what would be a good way just to start writing where you can slowly learn to incorporate that stuff? Well, I mean, it's generic, and everybody always says it, but the first thing is always just to be just right yeah and it's advice that i'm not following right now but that's <laughs> what it, that's what it would be would just to just just start writing till you get to the feel of like where writing's not becoming so much of a hassle or uh, like oh like i gotta sit down and open up the laptop and mm-hmm. and do this shit that's the first thing to overcome and then the second one is to get to the point where you're not thinking about the physical act of writing so much like you're not thinking about even like the things we were just saying you're not so obsessed about the style and everything you're doing you're just more concerned with telling the story and then you can get to those things later like that's one thing where my even now my story production is so slow um because i'm just finally getting but now it's just because i'm procrastinating yeah (laughs) but i've finally gotten better like this year um but it, it would take me so long to finish something because one, like you're editing as you go, which is another one you probably shouldn't do. Yeah. But I, I always felt that kind of worked for me. But I don't like not mass edit, but like, you know, if I get next day I pick up, I'll go a couple paragraphs up and start from there and just maybe edit those a little bit and go down. But just being able to like, I don't know, just, like, just not worry about it so much. Just not obsess about how you're writing or, oh, does this sound but good? Try to get it. Not, try, don't try to get it perfect on, you know, from Jump Street. It's not. Just worry about just getting it out. Like well, you always say, just fucking throwing it out, getting the bare well, bones story out. Well, the, the, to use the metaphor, the, the, the story's like clay. It's like yeah. wet clay. And uh, you can always mold it after you're done. You you, yeah. you know, you can shape it and move it after you get something on the Some page. Some kind of shape. Yeah. You have to shape something. Yeah, because if you don't have the you have to have the starting shape before you put any details. Or the, or the house, you know, if you want to yeah. use the house the metaphor. Foundation. Yeah, it's the foundation or, you know, the framing, you know. You, uh, you can't do anything else until you get that done. Mm-hmm. That's the ultimate starting block. Damn right. So... Caleb and Spencer's advice when you're starting out writing and you want to be able to incorporate these things into your writing is don't actually worry about it. Just write. And then when you go back for your edit, that's the important part. Get the story done. No matter how shitty it is, no matter how awful your writing is, you 
can always fix it. As long as you go back after that first draft, and then you could check for your metaphors and how many times you're using yeah. the word just and like and as and how how many fucking awful accents you decide to put in and how you hate them and want to get rid of them. Yeah. How how you didn't realize that you named one character the same thing as another character, so now you have two guys walking around named Mike, and that's a real pain in the balls. You ever do that? You ever accidentally name two characters the same thing? No. Like you had Michael and Mike? No. I've read stories where there's... What, didn't the King Arthur have, like, multiple Johns or something? Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Can we have a Rick? You always hear stories about writers who, like, kill a character off twice. Yeah, accidentally kill a character twice. That I don't necessarily get, unless if you, like, we were talking about, like, you know, if there's a long break in between. Yeah. Well, if you don't have notes and you're writing a series and you're on the third book of the series, yeah. maybe you forgot and you have 800 characters. That's one of, another reason I'm not a huge fan of writing series because I feel like I would fuck up. Yeah. Like, you, you definitely have, like, to have Scrivener or something or just a notebook with all your fucking notes and this character died in book two, chapter seven. Like, I would definitely keep those notes. But I feel yeah. like a lot of people do not. They just want to keep writing. You need the the, the story yeah. Bible. That's why you get fucking somebody with piercing blue eyes, and then later they got uh, mesmerizing amber eyes. Yeah. Like, wait a minute, which is it? That's completely different colors. Anyway, we went way longer than I was expecting. So, I'll end this on, how do you do but fuck your mom? No, I'm no, sorry. That's a, uh, if you like this episode, then give us a five-star review. Is that right? Something? Yeah. We just signed a $100 million deal, so we can only be found on Spotify. No. no, I wish. If I did, we'd be balling in that, that DPW money. We'd be fucking getting tattoos and shit. We'd be, we'd be fuckboys galore. Um, Honestly, I, we'd maybe have to find a way to weasel them out of the money and just not do podcasts anymore. Just just leave somewhere. Like, <laughs> just hire two guys to just do it for lose, us. Just really take all the money out of the bank worth and draw it all out of the bank. Like, are you sh- uh, all of it. Yes, all of it. <laughs> I went in the snapsack. I would feel like there was some kind of pressure to do well. They <laughs> actually yeah. have good re- researched articles that we turn into podcasts, like our own article. Like, we wouldn't be too much work involved. If you folks want to check out anything we write that we're talking about and judge our writing style, you can go to drunkapenwriting.com where our fiction is available. If you. I don't think I had any recent stories. Um, Well, not since Halloween, anyway. If you want to follow the coolest tweeter channel video vlog, I don't know what I'm saying. What am I saying, Spencer? Follow us on Twitter Words. at Drunk Pen Writing. That, that's it. Follow us on Twitter at Drunk Pen Writing. Instagram, Facebook at Drunk and Pen Writing. And you better follow us on YouTube at Drunk and Pen Writing because we will be putting sporadic videos out from time to time. And I'm sure people will like those. See my, my face. To go with this beautiful baritone voice. Any parting words, Spencer? Do some writing. Do some writing.